Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. episode of the power ranking show is brought to you by bet online bet online is your number one source for all of your championship finals info stats news and scores get the latest odds and lines and the latest matchup reports for this year's nba and stanley cup finals bet online is your sports intel headquarters this season as they have you covered for all of your insider sports wagering needs from basketball to hockey to baseball ufc and boxing it is the fastest and the easiest way to get your betting info, including live betting options and your favorite casino and card games that are available to play right from your home. Get into the action today. Head to the website or use your mobile device to join and be sure to use our promo code BELIEVE to receive your 50% bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. Well, I'll tell you what, that was a pretty good read for being upset. Marcus is mad at me. That's at. Marcus underscore Mosher. This is the Power Rankings podcast, a.k.a. the Power Rankings show. Marcus is mad because I was futzing with my light, so we restarted. <clears throat> See, what you don't understand is that it's been overcast every day in Los Angeles. But the sun came out today. So I had natural sunlight coming into my bay window, so I didn't need the light. And the moment I turned the light off, it got overcast again, and it was too dark. So that's why I changed it. Marcus got frustrated. And then Marcus, just so you all know, messed up on the bet online read on our second take and blamed it on me. So I didn't blame it on anybody. I took full responsibility, Dak Prescott style. So it's my fault. <laughs> yeah, but at least you have full style like that. You have millions of people to come rush to your defense yeah. automatically, yeah. reflexively. Sorry, we don't want to go there. No. Uh, I, I really, I, so we have a couple of things to talk about today. Uh, one, Marcus uh, kind of refilled his fetish uh, that he has for Lindy's. We're going to talk about that a little preview magazine action. Mm-hmm. I just want to make sure I get this straight. So no one on ESPN today was able to think of Hulk Hogan's character in Rocky three. No, we had Thunderman and Thunderbolt both named on the show is very disappointing for us. Rocky three uh, diehard fans. And the correct name is Thunderlips, the ultimate male against yeah. the ultimate meatball. <laughs> See, I don't know this kind of stuff like Marcus does. I had a life, uh, you know, back then. So you won't ever hear me say anything like that. Tell you what, charity really hurts. Bob Sorry. Hope would do it. <laughs> uh, What's Mickey okay. say after he says that? Ooh, ooh, I got you. Uh I, he says something that's about true. Bob Hope. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Uh, can we talk about my uh, my discovery from Lindy's Magazine today? Not until you tell me what Rocky said to Mickey to convince him to let him fight Clever Lang when they were in the room sitting there talking, and Rocky threatened him. What did he oh, say? No, I don't remember. He goes, I'll tell everyone you haven't changed a pair of underwear in 10 years. <laughs> that's right. He was kind of like crying, right? <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Ah, oh, geez. All right. So Marcus bought Lindy's. If you guys aren't familiar with Lindy's, it's like, do they still do street and Smith's? No, I street think and... there's, there's only one other one I saw on the shelf. Um, and I, I think it was Athlon. Athlon. Is yeah. Cool. 
Well, Athlon used to be like the really high end one, like in the eighties and nineties, uh, Athlon did like all glossy. We're talking about the pre- NFL preview magazines. They come out generally in July. Isn't this a little early for Lindy's? No, I think it's June 1st now. It's when they try to get it. Oh, out. is it June 1st now? Okay. Yeah. So anyway, Lindy's has been doing this for what? 30 something years, right? Yeah, Since at least. A, uh, like 87 or something was their first issue. Okay. So you went, did you read every team already? No, I, I like to work my way through divisions. Like I have a cup okay. of coffee and then so read what divisions division. you do. Yeah. Um, the NFC South. Oh God. If you start selling me on the saints, I don't think you are though. I think no, I know who you're going to sell me. No, no, I can't do the saints again. So basically the, the idea is I went to Elliot and I said, Falcons. Hey, I've got a team. That's my team for this year outside Falcons. of the Dallas Cowboys. The team that I'm going to irrationally believe in and bet on. Get it? Believe there you go. Uh, all year long. So Elliot, that team for me going into the 2023 season the Falcons. Is the Atlanta Falcons. Yeah. Well, I guessed wrong uh, when I was on the phone with Marcus earlier. He didn't tell me the Falcons, but once he said NFC South, I knew you were going. I know you think they're going to run the ball like crazy, but you were kind of not for the B. John Robinson. I'm, I'm still not. Still not. However, I mean, there's the reason why I wasn't for that pick is because I don't think that's the long-term answer. If the Falcons want to become like an actual contender – that can win a Super Bowl down the road. I would have rather seen them use that pick on another playmaker, like another pass option, uh, somebody in their secondary, a pass rusher, because I just think those positions have more long-term value, and they're just more important when it comes to winning and losing. However, the one thing we know about rookie running backs is they can come in and produce at a high level right away. And Atlanta already had a really good rushing attack last year, I don't know how much Bijan Robinson makes that rushing attack better, but now the fact that they've got two guys, Bijan and Tyler Algier, makes me feel really good about this offense. I don't think that's your three biggest reasons for rooting for the Falcons here. Thinking, I think one is their offensive line. That's I number, no, no, number no one particular more than order. anything else. But uh, number two, I think you like their secondary. Uh, number three, the division they're in and the division they're playing in the AFC. The NFC South, first of all, is awful. Mm -hmm. They're playing the AFC South. So if Atlanta could steal three wins, aren't they? Am I wrong on this? They're playing the AFC South this year. They could win three games in the AFC South. They could go four and two in their division. And right there, you're looking at seven and three. And then the fact that Atlanta didn't finish first place last year, they're not playing a first place schedule. When you look at the teams outside of their division, the random games, it stacks up pretty nicely, doesn't it? And the the division they're playing in the NFC is the NFC North, which, yep. I mean, we like Detroit, but I don't think anybody views that division as being like a powerhouse or anything. I think their schedule is incredibly easy. We'll get to that in a second. But you mentioned the first thing. It's the offensive line. They've got an excellent set of tackles, Jake Matthews and Caleb McGarry, who they signed to a contract extension this offseason. Chris Lindstrom was the highest-graded offensive lineman in the league this year, according to Pro Football Focus. And they spent a second-round pick on Matthew Bergeron, who we know the Cowboys were thinking about drafting at pick number 26. He's going to be a plug-and-play starter at left guard. And they've got depth. like They've got like three or four top 100 picks on the offensive line that that aren't even starting for them. There's just no team in the NFL that has that kind of depth on that side of the ball. I just want you to know that that was my chair. It's a leather chair. It wasn't 
uh, the fact that I did have Taco Bell today or what I think of your not pick. Not uh, I did have a, you were talking to me while I was in the drive through yep. and that's not what I think of your choice here, the Falcons. Um, I think the challenges here, Desmond Ritter in the, in the passing part of his game, which unfortunately is still really important. Sure. Pass rush. Um, Hey, maybe they'll get there, but I don't trust those guys getting home just yet. I think they've got a pretty good head coach. Um, I know Kyle Pitts has been really productive. I still think there's some question marks outside, uh, but but I, I think it's viable. Um, to me, it's more about can they make life uncomfortable for the other team's quarterback? Because I know what you're doing. You're looking at the schedule and you're looking at the quarterbacks they're going to play against. But I don't think Desmond Ritter showed anything to show that this team can get into track meets with other sure. teams and come out on top. That would be my concern. I agree. I I think there's a very good chance that he is just a game managing quarterback who averages like 180 passing yards a game and has 28 rushing yards per game. And that's all you get from the quarterback position. However, Atlanta played in a ton of games last year where if they could just score 19 points, they would have won. Like I'm looking at their end of the season schedule. Like last year, they lose to Washington 19 to 13. They lose to Pittsburgh 19 to 16 with seven of those points coming from a pick six at the end of the game. They lose to the Saints 21 to 18, the Ravens 17 to nine. Like, I think the offense is going to be better and they just don't have to be all that much better to win three or four more games than they did last year. I think this, this offense isn't that far away. You know, I think if I had to pick my NFC team that kind of fits this bill, I think for me, it's Chicago. I, I, I like the way uh, now Chicago is not playing as easy of AFC division as the Falcons are, but the bears are playing a last place schedule. The bear, you just mentioned the NFC South is playing the NFC North. Mm-hmm. Well, the NFC North is playing the NFC South, right? So that goes a couple of ways. Um, I think at this point we've seen more from Justin Fields than we have Jordan love. I know there's a lot of hope for Jordan love, uh, but if you had to pick between the two right now, who would you be banking your franchise on? If you had to pick between the oh, two right now. Fields. No, it's not okay. Fields. All right. Uh, the Vikings have not gotten stronger. I think that's fair to no. say. Um, and then Detroit, you know, I'm a big fan of Detroit, but they haven't had the best off season. Their draft was decent, but a little bit questionable in the first round. And there's something that this franchise never has. Expectations. And how does the team live up to that hype? They're no longer the cutesy team. Like, hey, we're all rooting for them. This is we're still rooting for them, but we're expecting them to be good. Yeah. Um, could I see the Bears somehow sneaking through and making things really tough on the rest of their NFC North opponents? Why not? Why not? I can see that they're a good they're a good sleeper team as well. I see, but I think they're getting a little bit more hype because of Fields and because of the trade of DJ Moore. And some of the weapons they have. Uh, the acquisition I, of DJ Moore. Yes. Made. They yes. didn't trade him away. They got yes. him. Yeah. A couple of things I wanted to, to just talk to you about with the Falcons, going back to them really quickly. They paid a ton of money for Jesse Bates this offseason, the, the mm-hmm. former safety from the Bengals. I think you and I both agreed that they probably overpaid him a little bit. Yeah, but they but needed it, it. But they needed it. That's the point, right? Yeah. Like, yes, you overpaid but you are a heck of a lot better at safety now because of Jesse Bates. And that was one of their biggest you know, weaknesses last year. 
Then they went out and signed Calais Campbell, who, I mean, we know that he's at, at the end of his career, but they just needed that veteran leader on the defensive line. Yes. Pair him with Grady Jarrett. Overall, I, they needed oh, a veteran leader. Yes. This isn't a team that could look at quarterback. Matt Ryan's not there anymore. Who's the guy in the locker room exactly. that tells people they need to get to work or exactly. quit complaining or whatever it is? Yeah. Sometimes when you're a young team, you need a couple of players like this who have been in a bunch of big games that can show the young guys, hey, this is how you prepare for this short week game against a division rival. I think those two additions on that side of the ball are going to make them significantly better. But I will say the last thing here, the big reason why I'm so in love with this team is I think Drake London is going to be a superstar the final five games of the season, when he was finally healthy, coming off that uh, leg injury that ended his season at USC, he averaged 85 yards a game. And it was clear that he had a connection with Desmond Ritter. He averaged almost 100 yards per game in the four games that Desmond Ritter started. You get Kyle Pitts back. You have a good offensive line. You have a good rushing attack. I, I just don't see a way that this offense doesn't average 21, 22 points a game. And if that's the case, they're going to win nine, 10 games a season. I still think they need a little help out there. Uh, I would agree. I'm not talking, I'm not talking about, they don't need CD lamb. They need a reliable uh, chain mover. If it's a slot guy, um, I'm trying to think of a really great example. Of the kind I, of I've got a guy for you. I got a guy. There's been some whispers. Okay. The Raiders are interested in moving Hunter Renfro this offseason. Oh, perfect. Wouldn't that perfect. be the perfect fit with those guys? Perfect. Yes. I was going to say Robert Woods, honestly, yeah. somebody like that, but I, boy, I love Renfro. I mean, if that um, couldn't be better, you know, yeah. a, a sure-handed guy for your young quarterback. Uh, I Listen, I, this is an interesting choice. It's a really interesting choice. And let's be honest, the NFC is, well, not like we usually BS. I don't know why I said, let's yeah. be honest. Like, I'm going to be, I'm going to shoot you straight here because yeah. normally I don't. Uh, the NFC is a weak conference. Mm-hmm. Uh, can the Falcons sneak in and get the seven seed? Absolutely. I mean, who, if, okay, if we had to think about it right now, if you said, dude, there's no way the Falcons are making the playoffs. Okay. Let's look at the NFC as a whole right now. Who do you have circled for the playoffs? Absolutely undeniable. I think you got to say Philadelphia Yep. and San Francisco yep. for sure. Right. Yep. You, you, you would think Dallas. Yes. Without being homers. I, I think Dallas is going to be a second place team, but be the best second yes. place team. I think it's okay. very likely. Yep. We know there's going to be a North winner. Okay. So now we got, now we got four, right? So uh, now what? You got three more spots. So if let's say that you're wrong on Atlanta and they can't sneak their way through the NFC South title, let's say the Saints, the Saints. Right? Okay, yep. fine. That's five. Still got two spots left. Do, do the Giants, you know, stack up as like, oh yeah, they're going back to the playoffs. Probably no not with that schedule. Playing the AFC, no. the AFC East and the NFC West. I think it's very unlikely that you get three teams from the NFC East this year. Right. Washington's playing a, a very, very young court. What how is this his second how. year, yep. I believe? Yep. Yes. I don't know how, but I just got a scam call on my my uh Zoom here on my uh, stream yard. Yeah, uh, yeah. Cool. So Sam Howell, second year quarterback, fifth round pick. It's it's seems very likely they're going to finish at the bottom of the division. I think we had a long time listener, first time caller calling there to say that Mayfield's winning the MVP, but we all know that's not happening because Kirk Cousins is winning it right now. Okay, so on bet online. All right, so uh, 
Washington, no, most likely. Giants, very, very sketchy. Okay, who's our most likely second place NFC North team? Do we agree that the Lions are the best team in the North yes. on paper? So probably right Minnesota. Now? Okay, if we, if, but boy, that's highly debatable. I, right? I know. That is I know. Highly de- debatable. Okay, if you say, all right, well, what about not them, but what about NFC West, Seattle come back, coming back to the playoffs? You're banking on a lot of things there. Sure. Number one, that defense I still think is devoid of some personnel. And number two, you're banking on Geno Smith having a repeat because if Geno Smith didn't have that year that he had last year, there's no way that team gets even close to going nine and eight. So before I tell you what their odds are on bet online, let's just go through the schedule. Just again, this is really rough to make the postseason in general or to win. Well, well, I've got, I've got both. We'll we'll go through both. Okay. Uh, Let's do their, their, their games. Week one home against the Panthers. Okay. Give them a win. Okay. Uh, week two, home against the Packers. Give them a loss. Okay, one and one. At Detroit, week three. Yeah, give them another loss. Okay, one and two. At Jacksonville in London. Oh, gosh. Actually, you know what? I'm going to give them a win there because a lot of times the teams that can run the ball on those travel games like that do pretty well. Give them a win. Okay. Two and two. So two and two. Home against the Texans. Give them a win. Home against the Commanders. Give them another win. So four and two at Tampa Bay. Uh, we'll give them a division road loss. Okay, so we're at four and three. Uh, yeah. at the at the Titans. Ooh, boy, you talk about a game that's going to have like a hundred rushing attempts. Ah, <laughs> uh, I'll I'll give them a loss since I gave them a win against All Jacksonville. Right, so four and four. It's on uh, the road. Yeah, home against the Vikings. Let's give them a win. I don't think Minnesota is going to be as strong as you do. Okay. Five and four uh, at the Cardinals. That's a win. Six and four home against mm-hmm. the Saints. I'm going to give them another win. I think they're about as good as the Saints and they're at home. Yeah. Okay, so they're at seven and four at the Jets. I might be wrong on that one. Let's give them a definite L there. Seven okay, and five. So seven and five home against the Buccaneers. Uh, we already gave them a loss. The Bucks will split there. Seven so and six. Eight. eight. Eight and five, right? Eight, eight and five. five. Yeah. What was win eight? The Buccaneers won. We have we had seven after the Saints game. Oh, okay. You're right. You're right. You're right. My bad. Yeah, so eight, My bad. Eight, eight and five. Uh, then we get at the Panthers. Let's give them a loss. We already gave them a win against Carolina. Let's give them a so road eight loss. Eight and six. Home against the yeah. Colts on Christmas Eve. Let's give them a win. Nine and six at the Bears on Christmas or on New Year's Day. Oh, oh boy. I'm going to give them a road loss here, okay, but so this at, could go, boy, that's a, uh, that's nine, a and, okay. nine and seven final game of the season at the saints. Even if I give them a loss, cause we already gave them a home win against new Orleans. You're looking at nine and eight. That may be good enough for the seventh seat right there. Their win total on bet online is eight and a half. And we have a lot of games in there. Like, you know, like Tampa Bay, they could easily sweep, sweep Tampa Bay. Right. Sure. Um, they are plus 130 to make the playoffs. So you bet $100, you could win $130 if they make the playoffs. I just, I love those odds, right? I'm getting plus money for the Falcons to make the playoffs in a conference that I think is going to be pretty top heavy. Why not? Yeah, I'm with you. I mean, I gave them some debatable wins. I gave them a win against Jacksonville and London because, again, I think a team that can run the ball really effectively can win when the travel is all screwed up. Um, it's just, it's an easy, well, we gave them a loss at home against the Packers, you know, early right. on in Jordan Love's career. Right. So 
there, there's a lot of, and I think that's just the way the Falcons season's going to go. Like it was last yeah. year, a lot of toss up games, but I see the Falcons just playing in a ton of competitive games this season. Yeah, no, I'm with you. And like I said, you know, if you go through the teams in the playoffs, if you look at the field, are the Seahawks a better bet than the Falcons? Are they given the Seahawks no. schedule that they're going to no. be playing? I don't think so either. And and I think Geno Smith could come back and have a good year, but Geno Smith had a great year last year. And if I recall, wasn't it Seattle that benefited from some really sketchy calls oh, against yeah. the Rams at the yes. end of the year? Yes. They could have very easily gone eight and nine uh, and, uh, and Detroit would have been in. Right. Yes. W- one thing I wanted to ask you um, about this Falcons team. So the, I think, it goes without saying, the biggest question mark is the quarterback, right? If Desmond Ritter yeah. is bad, they might struggle to get to eight and a half wins. I think if he's average, they're going to hit that, no problem. And there's also the slight chance that he just has that second-year leap, and he's really good, and all of a sudden they win 11 games, and they're like the surprise team of the NFC. But if he's really bad and the Falcons have to bench him, I don't hate Taylor Heineke, who they signed this offseason to a pretty decent deal we liked Taylor Heineke last year, and you know he was kind of a gamer, and you put him with a lot of these weapons and that offensive line. I think Taylor Heineke is a really good backup plan if Desmond Ritter struggles. I'll say this about Taylor Heineke. It sure seemed like his teammates generally responded to him. Mm-hmm. And I've talked to you, you know, a lot of times we talk about analytics and that kind of thing, and, and I always say, hey, these aren't numbers on a page. These are guys that need to be motivated sometimes – these are guys that get tired. And when you have a dude back there that's gutting it out that you really want to play for and you know how hard they work to get there, maybe you give 10% more than you normally do. And in the late stages of a game, and we know how close these games are, how many one-score games are the Falcons going to be in this year? My guess is at least 11 or 12. At least. Just oh, after yeah. hearing that schedule, yeah. it's hard to pick. you know. So uh, if you feel like a whole team's schedule is a pick them then you're looking at eight, nine or nine and eight, right? And that might be good enough to get a seven spot because as you said, the NFC is top heavy, top heavy. Uh, My final thought on this, I I really do like the choice. I know this has been a total NFC conversation. Uh, I have a comment, a quick question for you. Uh, My comment is, I think that everything we just said about the Falcons, we could say about the Bears as well. And they could sneak into that seven spot. I like Chicago's defense the way it looks on paper right now more than Atlanta. You might disagree with that, but- that's again up in the air. But if you had to pick the AFC's version of the Falcons, who's the sneakiest team that you could see? Wow, they could somehow squeak their way into the playoffs because of schedule, people kind of uh, not counting them, that kind of thing. Oh, Pittsburgh, right? Because Pittsburgh yeah. went nine and eight last year, despite a two and six start. TJ Watt missed a lot of time last year. They ended up losing a bunch of one-score games kind of early in the season, including a game against the Jets that they had absolutely no business losing. Uh, they play a played really, a rookie quarterback, yeah, or with a rookie quarterback. They play a really soft schedule on top of playing a third-place schedule this year in the AFC. I, I just think there's a chance they kind of run through their schedule, get to 10, 11 wins but they're not really being viewed as somebody that could make some noise in the playoffs. And I, I kind of think they're on the same tier as Atlanta. Both have second year quarterbacks with improved offensive lines with yeah. weapons all around them. Uh, just cur- out of curiosity, what are the odds for the Falcons to win the South? 
And what are the odds for the Steelers to make the postseason? We know with Atlanta, you bet 100, you win 130. What's Pittsburgh's to make the postseason and Atlanta to win the division? Yeah, so let's start with Atlanta to win the division. Atlanta is plus 240 right now to win mm. the division. I love that bet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, do you like that as much as the, the 130? No, because I think the Saints are going to benefit from a lot of the same things the Falcons are. They just have a more established quarterback and frankly, just a better roster. Right. But I, I think there's way more value on the Falcons. Okay. And then uh, last thing, what's Pittsburgh's to make the postseason? Yeah. Pittsburgh to make the postseason plus plus one forty, So even better than the Falcons. So what would you choose out of those two? The Falcons, just because the path is so much easier, right? At least in the AFC you're there's eight or nine quality teams where in the NFC, we have a hard time getting to five. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm I'm with you on that. I'm I'm with you on that, boy. Like I said, I I was not anticipating Atlanta before the podcast, but once you started talking, it's like ah, he's, it's the NFC South, it's the Falcons. But run games uh, matter, Elliot. Yeah, as always, though, I give you the final thought. I what I like about this Atlanta team is there's so many different ways that things could break nicely for them. Like, what if Kyle Pitts stays healthy and he's exactly what everybody thought he was going to be? when they spent the number four pick on them like that alone would make them one of the best teams in the NFC or what if Drake London, who they drafted, I think at number eight last year, what if he just becomes a superstar? It makes that second year leap that a lot of receivers do. What if the defense is just really, really good with the addition of Jesse Bates and all of a sudden they're a top 10 unit. That's how they get to 10, 11 wins. That's how I like to look at this as their multiple pass, where where a team like the Falcons can make the playoffs, I think the answer is yes. All right. Well, I guess we shall see. Uh, I, you know, uh, either way, I, whoever gets that last spot in the NFC is not going to be a powerhouse. So it might as well be uh, Atlanta. But if you want to hear a little more NFC talk, you can hear some NFC East talk on Locked On Cowboys that Marcus hosts with Landon McCool. He also does a dynasty chat uh, twice a week. As well, and he covers the Raiders for USA Today. Raiders Wire is at Marcus underscore Mosher on Twitter. I'm at Harrison NFL on Twitter, and we appreciate you guys. We will talk to you Wednesday. Going to do some more defensive player talk and a guy that we really left out uh, on last week's podcast. Take care, everybody.